Pastini is Eugene's new Italian bistro at Oakway Center, dedicated to serving up two of life's greatest pleasures, pasta and wine. Join them for classic favorites like spaghetti and meatballs, linguine with clams and sausage, and fettuccine Alfredo paired with hand-selected Pacific Northwest and Italian wines. Pastini. Eat pasta. Drink wine. Welcome to the Duck Pod from DuckSports.com. Here's Ryan Thorburn and Austin Meek from the Register Guard Newsroom. All right, we're back, Austin. A March Madness edition of the Duck Pod. Oregon men in San Jose, Oregon women hosting. So we'll go ahead and call this Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Steve Mims is flying right now to San Jose. You are getting ready to take a train tonight to San Jose. And obviously I'll be driving over to Matthew Knight Arena for the women's tournament. Let's start with the men. You guys uh, were in Vegas for an amazing run, four wins in four nights for the Ducks. It was a wide-open tournament, and Oregon is is the team that took advantage of that. Um, first, just looking back before we look ahead, uh, at what point during that run did you feel like this was a team of, of destiny down in Vegas? You know, I think it was when uh, when they won that game against Arizona State. Um, you know, they they were kind of on the ropes a couple times in that game. And my feeling going into that game was that Arizona State was going to be the fresher team. And, you know, that was the point where at that, at that point, Oregon was playing their third game in three days. And I thought in the second half that that might catch up with Oregon. So, you know, at the point that they got that game into overtime and then took control in overtime, I think that's when you really started to think, they're actually going to do this because you know we just seen two weeks ago Oregon go to Washington and beat the Huskies. You know, Washington had not been frankly impressive for for several weeks, so I felt pretty strongly that once they won that game against Arizona State, that they weren't going to have much trouble with the Huskies in in the championship game. That's how it turned out a twenty point blowout. Uh, so yeah, they they do kind of have that that feel of of a team of of destiny and if you're looking at the bracket now sets up pretty well for them i think um to to keep this run going yeah the old cliche is that uh this tournament's all about guard play and you know peyton pritchard has always been a rock solid player to start on a final four team as a freshman is, is quite impressive but just watching on tv it felt like he took it to a whole new level i mean he was uh, John Stockton like out there and uh, that left-handed dunk <laughs> as well showed <laughs> yeah. he's not just he's got some some athleticism too I was just blown away by Peyton Pritchard in that tournament yeah he's been unbelievable the last few weeks and I think if you're looking for one one thing that has really ignited this run for Oregon it's been Peyton Pritchard you know he's not had a great season statistically um, you know he hasn't shot it as well as he's capable of but these last few weeks, he's been playing at an all-Pac-12, maybe even an all-America level, and doing it on both ends of the floor. You know, Offensively, he's got the ball in his hands so much of the game. He never turns it over. Uh, you know, he's hit some really big shots. Defensively, he's been all over the place. You know, steals, um, you know, really leading the way for Oregon 
uh, on the perimeter defensively. So, yeah, he's he's been the spark. And if he continues playing this way in the tournament, Oregon's going to be a tough team to knock out. Yeah, it's, it's almost like Dane Altman was on the selection committee. I mean, you can't draw it up much better for a team that was on the outside looking in until Saturday night. They're a 12 seed. They play Wisconsin. They're on the West Coast. And really, that bracket seems like there's a path to the Sweet 16 for any of any of the four teams involved here. K-State and UC Irvine are in the other part of this quadrant. Uh, you got to be thinking that this is a, a dangerous 12-5 game for Wisconsin. Yeah, I, I got a feeling there's a lot of people in their bracket pools that are going to be picking Oregon in the first round and, and maybe Oregon to the Sweet 16. <laughs> and uh, in the pool that we're in, it's a pretty Oregon-centric pool, so a lot of people pick the Ducks every year. Um, I got a feeling there's going to be a ton of those this year because you know Wisconsin is a team that, you know, you you know what they are. They play slow. Uh, they're not very explosive. Defensively, they're always tough. Uh, Ethan Happ is you know, a, a really unique player, a big man who sort of does everything. Um, but Wisconsin's not going to blow anybody out. They're not going to get blown out by anybody. It, you, you pretty much know at that under eight timeout, it's going to be anybody's game. Uh, so can Oregon you know, hit, hit a shot, make a play in the last couple minutes to win? Certainly would not surprise me if they're going on. And then in the second round, if they get there, they're playing either, as you said, UC Irvine or, or Kansas State. My alma mater, I've followed them all year long. Uh, one of their best players is not going to play, so they're not the same team that they've been all season. Um, so, again, it's it's an opportunity that's right there for any of those teams to be in the Sweet 16. It's starting to feel a little bit like 2013, and, and Dana Altman said the same thing, where they get in the tournament as a 12 seed, um, they upset a 5 seed, they upset a 4 seed, all of a sudden they're in the Sweet 16. Would not be shocked at all for that to happen again. Yeah, I covered Colorado the year that they won four in four nights at the Pac-12 tournament in Los Angeles and then went on. They played UNLV, a really talented UNLV team in Albuquerque, and I thought they would be out of gas and would not advance. They ended up beating uh, UNLV, and they gave Baylor, a really good Baylor team, all they could handle. So I don't think fatigue's going to be a factor. I don't think uh, the momentum's going to be slowed at all. I think it just keeps going, and I think uh, uh, I would call that a coin flip against Wisconsin. Yeah. Well, speaking of fatigue, you covered the Oregon women in Las Vegas when they lost to Stanford in the Pac-12 title game. At that point, they looked, to me, from afar, they looked kind of gassed. They've fought through some injuries. They don't have a real deep bench. Uh, What's your read on the Oregon women now that they've had a couple weeks to rest up and recuperate? They open uh, the NCAA tournament against Portland State on Friday as a number two seed. Uh, What's what's your read on the Oregon women now as they prepare to open up the tournament? Well, I haven't spoken to any players since Vegas because of the selection show Fiasco on the women's <laughs> side where uh, the bracket was released early by ESPN and, and Oregon and a bunch of schools just canceled their their watch party because uh, the cat was out of the bag. So uh, yesterday, uh, Tuesday, or uh, yeah, Wednesday, 
when Tuesday was a scheduled off day for the players, Kelly Graves was available, and he gave them from Sunday to Sunday off after that loss to Stanford. He thinks they're refreshed. Uh, Taylor Chavez is probably not going to play this weekend, but um, she told me in Vegas that she plans to play at some point, assuming they make a run. Um, it's a lot of pain management is more the issue than um, not being allowed to play, but I think it's the more time off, the better for her. So their bench will be short again, but um, there's no more three games and three nights scenario for Oregon. They'll play a game, have a day off, play a game, and then uh, they hope to do that three weekends in a row. But uh, uh, this this bracket's interesting. It's uh, it's not as easy as you would think. Um, Portland State is a is a team that's won 25 games and won the Big Sky tournament. Has a lot of couple fifth-year seniors on their team. Um, obviously, they have a short trip to get here. And then if Oregon plays Texas in the second round, that is a team that has top 10 talent, uh, maybe underachieved a little bit. But, uh, you know, they have some McDonald's All-Americans there. So um, Graves isn't penciling Portland in yet, where the uh, Sweet 16 and Elite 8 will be at Moda Center. But uh, you have to love their path as the best opportunity this program's ever had to get to the Final Four. Yeah, and if they do get to Portland, uh, and if the seedings hold, the teams they would see there are Syracuse and Mississippi State, two teams that they beat in the regular season at Matthew Knight Arena. So I think you have to like that uh, relative to maybe some of the other options. You know, if, if they'd had a team like Notre Dame, who they lost to last year in Spokane, um, you know, I, I think mentally uh, facing a team that you've already beaten, then that should probably give you um, give you some confidence that certainly you're equal to the task. Although I think, you know, and Vic Schaefer, the Mississippi State coach, basically said this after the game in December at Matthew Knight Arena. Uh, it's it's a different deal in the tournament, uh, especially playing for a Final Four spot. Uh, the intensity level is going to be much higher than it was in December for a non-conference game. But you know, if if the Ducks can get there. Uh, if they can avoid an upset, they're going to have the, the vast majority of the crowd on their side. I'm guessing it'll feel quite a bit like Matthew Knight Arena. Maybe not quite like a home game, but but pretty close. Yeah, Mississippi State has a really dynamic team, and they have even more experience than this Oregon team with back-to-back losses in the national championship game. So that's a really tough hill to get over, but the Ducks have Sabrina Ionescu, who is just driven to get there and uh it'll be interesting to see if she can get him there and and also interesting she has a WNBA decision to make which is very rare in the sport so uh, there's gonna be a lot of stories this month about Oregon women's basketball yeah well we're uh we're just a few hours away now from from kicking off the March Madness so uh we will check in frequently on the podcast to keep you all updated thanks for listening and we'll talk to you soon Thanks for listening to this episode of The Duck Pod from DuckSports.com. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And always available at DuckSports.com. DuckSports.com.